Hi, I'm here again with Joe Farron and Mohamed Azaldin, correct? Absolutely, well pronounced. Uh, Joe had a question that uh, was better than mine, so let's go. <laughs> so Mohamed, I guess my main question is, you know, everyone always talks about mass adoption and that's the place we want to get to, but for in sport specifically, we've seen most of the activations, you look at the Man United drop 800,000 people engaged in the activation and there's a billion fans. Ultimately, is it always going to be a super engaged super fan who's going to be engaged by these experiences or is it ultimately going to be something that's going to be a mass have mass market appeal? I think it's, it's a really good question and I think it, look at the Man United one for example I think the big issue is, is, two, is two things is communication and education it's how many of those billion fans actually knew about the drop and then how many were priced out of the drop because they're again a lot of United fans let's face it are not in Manchester they're, they're all over the globe so it, it's I think it's I guess the other side of it is when we look at how things are structurally designed right now, it's done in a certain way and it causes you to think in a specific way. But what Web3 does, it really breaks down a lot of those structures and we're in a phase now of seeing what these new structures look like and how people can engage in completely different ways. And normally when we engage, it's one way. It's a one-way engagement. But what Web3 really allows us to do is for the engagement layer to be two ways. So what does that look like? I don't entirely know, but I do know that because it's a two-way engagement after that, this idea of Web1 is read, Web2 web is read and write, Web3 is read, read, write and own. Because of that ownership element, it's just it, people will act differently once they understand what ownership actually means. And that's where the education element comes in. And it's to talk about NFTs, they have such a bad rep, or cryptocurrency has such a bad rep. <laughs> Why? Because it's people have been chasing money. It's every time prices goes up, it's a hype cycle. Retail comes in, I want to buy this token, I want to buy that token, and, and everyone loses money. Me being one of those when I first got into the space, like I came in, I was given a Bitcoin white paper. I'm like, being a mathematician, it's like, this solves the Byzantine General's problem. Let's fucking go ICOs, let me let's make some money, let me fucking put my mortgage money in, and oh shit, I've lost it all now. And I, I hate crypto, or a lot of people do. But for me, that was sort of like my entry point into like, why did I lose? And, and I learned, but for a lot of people, it's just like, I've lost money, and it's, I was gambling. This is a scam. And then they forget about it. And then three, four years, once the cycle repeats itself, they start seeing the money they put in is actually worth something. And they're like, all right, let me put more money in. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. And they make exactly the same mistakes again. So another side of it is crypto has a bad rep, but it has a bad rep because of the actors that are in the space versus the technology that's there. Mm -hmm. And how old is crypto? What? The Bitcoin white paper written in 2008. Mm -hmm. The first block was mined with January 14th, 2009. So we're 2023 now, so quick maths of that 14 and a half years we've been around. In 14 and a half years, we've just gone from basic distributed ledger technology in terms of Bitcoin, to Ethereum, to smart contracts, to things like layer zero. Now we're talking about interoperability. We're talking about, like Manchester United, where this conversation started, are doing a drop where four years ago, no one wanted to touch crypto. Four years ago, all the big banks are like, crypto is a scam. They all, have, they all now have crypto trading desks. They're all now investing in the space. So it's just been an evolution over time. And I think we're still early from a technological standpoint because the back end isn't fully complete. And another issue why there's negative connotations to crypto is we're selling the technology. Mm -hmm. How many of us know how the internet works? Not many. We just know how to use it because it's easy to access the internet. Same with Web3. Once we can make that accessible, in the same way ChatGBT is so easily accessible, I sign in, it might be a bit laggy, but I can still type and I get a response. Web3 is not like that. I need to download the MetaMask. I need to then do a KYC on an exchange. I then need to send money to an exchange. I then need to take... 
convert that money into a crypto. I don't need to send that crypto to my MetaMask. I then connect my MetaMask. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. It's way too long. I guess my comeback to that would be, yeah. I guess the whole idea of we're trying to get to a point where you're trying to educate people, yes. but and but then at the same time, there's a tension between trying to extract away the complexity. How do you extract away the complexity, but still get people to understand the tangible value of ownership? Because you still need to know about how a mortgage works in order to earn something in the physical world so surely we do need to educate people about the, the benefits of digital ownership to get there so how do you like square that circle? so I, don't, I think a lot of people who have mortgages don't understand how mortgages work <laughs> to, 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 to be completely I, honest I can agree yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm looking at the compass one people don't understand how mortgages work so but then that's that's how big the challenge is yeah but you want to understand how something works when you have skin in the game. Yeah. If I come into an ecosystem, again, let's say I'm coming into the Web3 equivalent of, of FIFA, mm -hmm. I unpack, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne at his peak and it's one of seven cards. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I see this card is worth 10, 20,000 pounds. Now I'm gonna learn yeah. because I'm motivated to do so because I have something that has tangible value. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna go through what I was talking about before about KYCing on an exchange, yeah. sending money, sending it. I'm gonna do all of that because I'm, I'm going to make 20k yeah. and then, then it's going to be like, that's that light bulb moment for some people for other people again when we talk about this technology in the metaverse that might be for us it's definitely not for the older generation it's for your gen z it's for your millennials it's for i don't know what generations are coming after that it's for anyone who's under 20 under 25 who's really tech savvy who really understands the value of ownership who's moving away from big brands who understands the power of community that's what this is aimed at it's not something that's good will we have mass adoption in five years I think we will. Will we have mass adoption where people fully understand what's happening on the back end in five years? I don't think we will. They're two separate things. Will we have that in 10 or 15 years? I think we will. Because the, I guess the main subset that the technology is aimed at is the digitally native gen, what, what, alpha gen. I, I can, I have to disagree on the age. I'm fucking okay. tech savvy and I'm much more than <laughs> well, a gen Z. I can tell no, you no, a tell, lot more. Listen, I, I completely agree. And I think we need to turn the camera on you no, for, no, no, no. <laughs> for a moment. But in general, and I guess, you, 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 like, I'm gonna go a bit political and talk about Brexit. And you look at how the split in vote happened, anyone above a specific age, outright in general voted brexit and everyone below specific age outright voted remain so there is that disparity in terms of old school doesn't want anything new school yeah in general one word that i i like using in general because yeah. that's the way i normally create value through the year is long term yeah so i, I every time i see nfts Relate. So tokenomics, yes. because you are head of tokenomics yes. at Animoca Brands, but we didn't say that. <laughs> tokenomics implies long term, 100%. in general, yes. because value, ownership, there may be cases in which ownership is instant and then I don't care anymore. But normally it means long term. And I think one word that was uh, used in the panel when I asked the question about uh, before, the silly question, was we, there was a self-inflicted damage. I think the one you mentioned, maybe not caring about user experience or trying not to answer the question was one of them. And the other one, everybody for the money went short term. But this is, a, I mean, it's like collectibles. Collectible means long term by definition. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a number of things. I think number one, you, you made a good point, is that a lot of people go for the short term gain because it gives you that inflation in price. It allows, it creates FOMO, it allows more people to come in. And it's always a, like in my role, so I have to have some tough discussions sometimes with stakeholders <laughs> in some of the decisions you're making are great short term, but you're burning the long term 
uh, the longevity of this ecosystem because once people get burned and the value within that ecosystem goes to zero or goes close to zero, it's very hard. Uh, they need to, another to cycle that. as a minimum to come back. Well, as a minimum, and even then, how many products are around in 2017, 2018 that are not around? It? I mean, the Chinese Ethereum, NEO, one of the biggest gainers in the cycle in 2017, 2018. No one speaks about it now. Bitcoin Cash is another one. Stellar Lumens is another one. There's okay. a long list. Again, that's when I got into crypto. I know prior to that, in the previous cycle, when there wasn't as many tokens, there were some that were like, this is, I think, AntShares, but I think AntShares became Leo. So maybe not, but there were other, other projects and no one talks about them now. The only ones that have really survived the test of time, Bitcoin, <coughs> Ethereum. If we really look at it for those that have been, I mean, obviously, big, big, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it's great the, that the people that are still in this business yeah. are the ones that uh, believe in the long-term vision, like 100, you, 100%. and the ones that are building because less people are talk is talking about expert have become all generative AI expert, but you build <laughs> maybe a bit less and maybe funding is a bit more difficult, but you're still building. I think that's the core. We, we have to build. Again, it's like our ethos at Anamoku Brands, it is the open metaverse. So you heard Dirk talk about the open metaverse yep. alliance. So like we're, we're one of the founding members of that. I head the, um, I'm the, I, I'm the what, what, what is my title <laughs> within that? I am the, I'm the chair of the token committee. Okay. With, within, within that, and really what we're looking at is designing how a fungible token would work within that ecosystem, yeah. how non-fungible tokens work within that ecosystem, but more so from a reputation and governance perspective. Because one of the big things, and we didn't touch upon this on stage, but reputation is a big thing. Yeah. And in Web 2, you have your reputation from your CV, where you went to university. In Web 3, I can be pseudo-anonymous or fully anonymous, where I'm just a picture of a dog or an ape <laughs> or some funky caricature drawing. But what does that mean? When we talk about DAOs, again, another buzzword, decentralized autonomous organizations, you have some projects that are trying to go fully decentralized. And it's very difficult to do that. Purely for, for, for me, there's a number of reasons, but one of the main reasons is reputation. Mm -hmm. How can you give someone a vote on something because they own the most amount of tokens? Doesn't mean they're the best in place to make a decision. Another question that nobody wanted to answer yes. last year. The DAO seems amazingly anarchic and great, but immediately you see issues, big issues, because uh, have you been, I don't know, in, in Italy we have Reunione di Condominio, the meeting of the people living in the same building. Yeah. That's a DAO. 100% Good luck. That's the <laughs> most fucked up place I've been in my life. But, 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 so, Sorry. No, 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 no. But I'll tell you what, so it, but then this is, a, a, people think a DAO is meant to be smooth. It, but based on what you've said, that's exactly what that was meant to be. It's meant to be archaic. It's meant to be where people of opposing views come together. And because we have a, enough people of opposing views coming together, whatever the solution is, it will be a better solution rather than having yes people who just say, yes, we'll do that. Yes, mm -hmm. we'll do that. Mm -hmm. That's what leads us to a lot of the problems we see in, in today's day and age without getting too political. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> but no, but Which that, means you will go like before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, th I think that was the future. I think those are the future. And I think we have to be, take it step by step in the same way we have a product roadmap. We need to yeah. have a roadmap to decentralization where it starts off centralized on, or starts off with an air of centralization where we're still taking into account what the community is saying and over time decentralize the ownership the community has over that DAO. Over and the, that. the solution could be a balance between KYC and the centralization or? It, it would vary from ecosystem to ecosystem. Okay. The, the beauty of DAOs, you might have a DAO that will turn around and be like in, 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 um, in the Roman times when the Rome was under attack, they voted one pe person to come in as leader. 
and see the last person was, was, was Julius Caesar, we know how, how that ended. But, <laughs> but it could be, but then it's really up to the collective to decide what does democracy look like? Or what mm -hmm. does, better so, what does governance look like? Mm -hmm. Because democracy is a form of governance. There are other forms of governance as well, and each DAO can choose what that looks like. So what we now have is, is hundreds, if not thousands of experiments. And every token economy that's out there, including the ones we've designed, they're all experiments. And you just see what people associate themselves with and what people don't associate themselves with. And we look back and we learn. Mm -hmm. A lot of what we do is actually a lot of research. And we try to innovate as much as we can, but also we research what other people have done, mm -hmm. what's worked, what hasn't worked, why is that the case? What can we learn from this? And we take it from there. Like mm -hmm. It's multifaceted, it's not just as easy as, this is how it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone votes, we're all gonna make it. What's, <laughs> okay. what's the best idea, what's the best um, example of DAO governance that you've seen in terms of, can you point to any specific examples? So I think ApeCoin is actually, um, or ApeCoin DAO is a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, you can argue that, that the BAYC have the most active community, even if it's lovers and haters. There are haters of that community where they still engage within, within the community. And because you had the active community when ApeCoin dropped, what we actually saw was a rise in holders, an insane rise in holders, even though it was seeded within the initial Ape community. And when the DAO started off, participation was actually really low. It wasn't a high, we're talking like single digit percentages. They're having the, the, the special council and the steward, I think, I think is the vote closed? It's closing today. If it hasn't closed, it, it's closing today. And we've seen a huge surge in increase. I mean, I've been on Twitter spaces as a listener, just listening to all of these different candidates arguing why or debating why they should be the ones on that council. So it's, we're still early. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, right, it's, it's, we're used to instant gratification. We're used to just like, I buy something, I want it to 10x. I'm mm -hmm. going to enter a DAO. I, I want to be fully autonomous and fully decentralized. It doesn't work like that. Take a deep breath. We are all going to make it one step at a time. Okay. NFG over Thank now. You. <laughs> Thank <stop>. you, Mohamed. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. That was you. more than five minutes. Amazing okay, chat. That's fine. You've got a lot of edits to make in there. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thanks.